0: Welcome to The Great People Show, your guide to greatness, your GPS to excellence. Here's your host, J.J. White.
1: Good morning, everyone. Welcome to The Great People Show. I'm your host, J.J., and in the studio with me this morning is Kelsey. What up, Kelsey? Hey,
2: how are you? I'm good. How are you doing? Good. Got my coffee. I'm, I'm good. Oh, yeah.
1: Well, all of a sudden <laughs> now we've got the queen of coffee in the studio after last week's show. Connect with us during the show today. We're at 804-454-1366. If you are stubborn, we want to hear from you because we want to know why. So we can figure stubborn people out. I I feel like I'm stubborn. I feel like I'm surrounded by stubborn people. Why are people so darn stubborn? Why do you think they're so darn stubborn?
2: Hmm, People are set in their ways. You know, you know how we were talking about before. <clears throat> how you know, certain people have. There's a certain way to load the dishwasher. There's a certain mm-hmm. way to fold towels, and yep. then, then you're getting to when that we rut. Were, when
1: we had our show on being a control freak.
2: Yep, and you get in that rut, and you're you're not flexible enough to get out of it. Yeah,
1: control freaks are stubborn. Yeah. Um, this 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 whole show is just turning out. To, to be away from me to vent on my weaknesses, really, because I feel like I'm a control freak. I feel like I'm I'm very much stubborn about a lot of things. Um, but stubborn people aren't stubborn all the time. I mean, some are, right? We know mm-hmm. some that are just relentlessly stubborn 24-7. But there are certain things, events, or people that trigger that stubbornness. And I'm curious if there's anything with you specifically that you feel triggers your stubbornness.
2: Um, I feel like it's kind of that. Maybe this is typical, where it's like we've done it this way mm-hmm. and it works, so let's stick to it.
1: Yeah, we saw a lot of that on Facebook. Mm-hmm. When we went to Facebook for our research question this week, it's when I know I'm right.
2: Exactly. I am
1: freaking stubborn. Mm-hmm. The problem is, we're not always right.
2: Yes, <laughs> and then when you when they Jeez. prove you're wrong, then you just get mad.
1: Yeah. So, um, I I think. Especially in today's political environment, what we see from a lot of people is that that people that we so strongly identify with our beliefs and opinions, it's it, we just cannot stand people disagreeing with us. Mm-hmm. It, literally, because them disagreeing with us is them disagreeing with who we are. It's like them disagreeing with our identity. Mm-hmm. And and when we dig our heels into something. To your point, it's difficult to be wrong about anything.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, but sometimes also there's this emotional baggage when it comes to stubbornness in there. Like some people are just just stubborn. And I and I'm included in in this at any given time. I'm not gonna sit here and make anyone believe I'm not stubborn. But sometimes people are just stubborn because they just want to tick us off. Mm-hmm. Literally. It's like it has nothing to do with that issue at hand. It's the fact that we rub them the wrong way somewhere, so they're just going to dig their heels and be like, "Mm, yep, nope."
2: I feel does that happen with your kids a lot? I feel like that's a that happens a lot with <laughs> does kids. Does that happen
1: with my kids? <laughs> does that happen with children? When I think the question is, when doesn't that happen with children?
2: That makes sense.
1: Now we could we could turn this whole show into how to be a better parent around this subject. <laughs> so I don't I don't want to get off too much on a tangent, but I. I you know, ch- children are trying to find their identity in the world. They're trying to f- they're they're trying to find their boundaries. I don't. And by the way, I have no idea what age that ends. Um, I, I, I'm 43. and I'm still trying to figure that out with my mom. So I don't know if it does end. Uh, uh, my children are eight and five. So it's like the boundaries just don't seem to end. Mm-hmm. The the testing of the boundaries don't seem to end. The stubbornness is relentless. <laughs> it really is relentless we went, so we went uh we went to the homestead for a couple days this weekend a great sponsor of the show and uh the my daughter so so we go on this hike and my daughter on the way back she's walking with my wife just a few feet behind us so i can kind of hear what she's saying but not completely perfectly and she says Um, I can do anything I want. But she's not saying that in in response to being stubborn about anything. It's not like this was the heat of an argument and Mm -hmm. the response was, I can do anything I want. Literally, we're just on a nice, quiet hike. And she just says, I can do anything I want. Mm -hmm. So back to your question, do you feel like your children are every (laughs) once in a while? When your daughter just randomly says in bliss, I can do anything I want. (laughs) And my wife's, Sam's response is within reason.
2: Within reason. Right,
1: because we don't want to shut the children down (laughs) to believe that they can't do anything. But within reason, we can do anything we want. Mm -hmm. Um, The stubbornness can kick in, our lack of flexibility can kick in whenever there's barriers in front of us, which are usually people, and we dig our heels in. And and we also have to remember that most human behavior is either reward-seeking or pain-avoiding. I mean, that's really why we do anything in life. We're either looking for rewards or we're trying to avoid pain. Mm-hmm. And and people can become inflexible or stubborn and dig in, dig their heels in for either of these two reasons. Um, I, I think that's a good exercise to to take. In, in any any given moment when we feel like we're becoming a little too rigid, is it is it because we're looking for more or is it because – we're in a survival mode, and we're trying to keep bad things from happening to us. Mm-hmm. It's hard. To, it. I, I just. I don't know which is more prevalent in my life. I, I'm. I'm trying to think of that. I. I think I'm more reward seeking mm-hmm. when I'm stubborn because to back to your original point, if if I see a clear path forward and other people don't, I can get real stubborn about that.
2: Because mm-hmm. it's kind of like y'all aren't seeing it, but I am. Mm-hmm. I'm great because I see it, and y'all aren't. Because well, now don't. we're now we're on to another issue. I'm great. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, to be on The Great People Show, you have to at least be – you have to want to be great. Yes. Right? That's, that's the key there. So in today's show, we're going to be taking some callers today on the subject of where do you need to be more flexible? Where do you need to be less stubborn? You can reach us at the show at 804-454-1366 because the only way that we're going to really understand stubborn people better is if we hear – from a couple stubborn people. So if, <laughs> if if you if you find yourself in that role too often, maybe than you wish, then we'd love to hear you on the show today. Because we we want people to be more flexible. Perhaps we want to be more flexible. We just don't know exactly how to do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's emotional. It's 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 protective, and it's the comfort zone. Being more flexible starts by asking yourself the question. How big is my comfort zone? Because mm-hmm. in my opinion, and this may be controversial, but when we get really set in our ways and we say, nope, it's got to be this way, um, that's our comfort zone speaking. That That's that's our little bubble saying, nope, I'm not going to hear it. Nope. Mm-hmm. Going back to my daughter, just kind of turn her head up.
3: Hmm, <laughs> no, nope, it's going to be this
1: way. And then that leads to the next question. Are the things that I want in life my goals outside of that comfort zone yes. probably so
2: more than likely
1: probably so and and when we shut down our or not shut down when we contract the comfort zone we start to become more distance more distant from the things that we want in life our goals and whatnot and we really like our current plans. You know why we like our current plans so much? Because
2: we planned it. Because
1: they're they're <laughs> ours. We created that. Mm-hmm. This is our world. You just happen to be living in it. <laughs> that's the way a lot of people think, isn't it? Yeah. And that's very that's very much centered on on pride. So once you know, once we start to really break down this whole stubbornness thing, this is an act of pride. To be part of today's show, you're listening to the Great People Show, please call us at eight oh four. Four five four one three six six. Just, Just lay it out there. We want to hear about that stubbornness. When we come back, we're going to dig a little bit more into this whole, why can't I be more flexible about things? You are listening to The Great People Show.
4: Caitlin and Brad had always seen their parents as boring adults, until their family stayed at the Omni Homestead. Once dad went full desperado during horseback riding and mom left them in the dust while hiking the Cascades Gorge, they learned to never underestimate an inner child. How might staying at Omni affect you? From hayrides to mountain biking, choose a different adventure every day with our adventure package. To learn more and book your next stay, visit theomnihomestead.com. The Omni Homestead Resort. Never stay the same.
0: Before the book, How to Win Friends and Influence People was the Dale Carnegie Course. Now, after 104 years, over 8 million people experience Dale Carnegie Courses. People like Warren Buffett and Ronald Reagan. The Dale Carnegie Experience uses proven techniques to permanently unlock the potential of top talent, making individuals into inspiring leaders and groups into high-performing teams, while reducing the financial and emotional costs of employee turnover. For more information, visit Richmond.com. That's Richmond.com.
4: Jacqueline and Nick thought they knew everything there was to know about each other. But after staying at the Omni Homestead, where they discovered Nick was a natural in a kayak and Jacqueline had a zest for zip lining, they realized every journey is a chance to discover something new. How might staying at Omni affect you? From unlimited golf to intimate dining and romantic spa retreats, visit the Omnihomestead.com to find the perfect package for your next getaway. The Omni Homestead Resort, never stay the same. All
1: right, you are listening to The Great People Show. I'm your host, JJ, and with me here today is Kelsey. And we're talking about being stubborn and how digging our heels in can really get in our way of so many things in life. Um, And I think maybe we've been using too much of the word stubborn, even though we can all relate to that so well. Our goal here is to be more flexible, to be more open minded to be a better listener, because most likely when we dig our heels in and we get stuck in our own point of view, we miss a whole lot of opportunity.
3: Mm
1: -hmm. Um, I saw this quote by Jack Dixon. I have no idea who Jack is, but he has a great (laughs) quote. If you focus on results, you will never change. If you focus on change, you will get the results. Now, what does that mean to you, Kelsey? If you focus on results, you will never change.
2: Because I think when you're focusing on your results, you're focusing on the plan that you've already set in place maybe or uh, oh, yeah something that's worked in the past. Like we were talking about before, if it's worked in the past, then we want to dig our heels in with it. But if you're focusing on change and you're open to that change, you might find there's a better path to get to those results or somebody else has a better idea or you might even get better results.
1: Yeah. Yeah, we've, uh, we've explored this topic a lot. On, on multiple shows about getting too fixated on goals mm-hmm. and in that tunnel vision that gets created whenever we uh, don't pay enough attention to the path,
3: mm-hmm.
1: to the people on the path. Um, and And as Jack tells us, if you focus on change, you will get results. Well, let's be really, really, really honest. When most people focus on change – what part of change are they really focusing on?
2: For themselves.
1: Well, they're yeah, they're focusing on the, the usually the negative impact mm-hmm. of, of change. This is an example that I go through quite frequently whenever I'm uh, uh, talking with our clients and our participants and people that we coach on change is I in a group of people, I try to find the person that is most resistant to change. And it's funny, when you ask that question, there's always one hand that goes up. It's like, oh, that's me, me, self-identify. Mm-hmm. I like the status quo. I like my little comfort zone. So we confirm that he definitely or she definitely is most resistant to change. And then I play the role of this person's supervisor. Be like, all right, let's say it's Friday afternoon and I call you into my office, which is usually not a good thing, is it? No. Right. <laughs> and I say, um, I got a special project I want you to work on. You're going to you're gonna work an extra hour or two a week and I'm going to double your income. What do you think about that? And they're like, I'm, I'm in it. I'm yeah. all in I'm let's go. I'm yeah. like, wait, hold on a second, wait a second. I thought <laughs> I thought you were the most resistant to change of all the people in the room, and guess what? they are all over that change mm-hmm. so really, as a person, most of us are resistant to negative change, yes, and where does that negative change lie? The negative change lies within us. It's how we perceive that change. It's how we measure it against our life. Because most change is uncomfortable. We know that.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: And and if you focus on the negative change, you'll probably never get the results. You'll, you'll never get the results that you're looking for. So the key here on the subject of flexibility, being stubborn, is when we focus on the change the side of change that we have to focus in on is usually outside of us mm-hmm. okay so i'm pretty relentlessly inflexible about this why why am i so inflexible about this i i'm not listening to the people around me that are giving me some good advice about this because mm-hmm. we 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 can't constantly force our will onto everything mm mm-hmm. mhm Many of our listeners are thinking, "Oh yes, i can <laughs> I'm really good at forcing my will on everything
3: mm-hmm.
1: That is totally exhausting i mean literally i mean that that can just totally wear you out now. the upside of being stubborn is if we're right, we're going to get some things done
2: mm-hmm.
1: but if we're not right,
2: it's not gonna we get...
1: can miss a whole lot of opportunities mm.
2: Mm-hmm. Take a lot longer. You know, we
1: we got a really strong response from Facebook this week on this post. We asked a, a couple questions, and and we encourage you to follow us. We're at greatpeopleshow.com. dot We're also on Facebook, where we we put these conversations out there. And sometimes, uh, not sometimes, often I can tell just by having these social media conversations it it changes people's perspectives of things mm-hmm. because we know especially during political season, we can change people's minds on Facebook, can't we? Yes. No, I'm just kidding, Kelsey. That Mm -hmm. was a rhetorical joke. (laughs) No one has ever changed their mind on Facebook. So Kate Ray tells us, I can't stand it when someone tries to tell me, unsolicited, that's her qualifier there, Mm -hmm. how to do something before I try to do it myself. I mean, think of it, and I know Kate, so I can say this. Think of the ego, because we all experience that. Think of the ego where someone tries to tell you something, but you haven't had a chance to do it yet. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're like, get away from me. Just get away. Just let me try it. And she went down as uh, she went further to say, my my first word was down. As in, put me down and let me do it myself or put it down and let me do it myself. I'm stubborn about asking for help. Mm-hmm. We heard that a lot stubborn about asking people for help do you know someone that just does it all themselves here i'll do that just give it to me
2: um some people i mean i i do that sometimes Well, depending on what it is yes and depending on who i'm giving it to like if mm-hmm. it's someone that i have a lot of confidence in it's easy to delegate but if maybe they're new or you don't know them quite as well you don't know how they could do this task you don't know how they could handle yeah. it that's when it gets tricky
1: I'd say a lot of people, a lot of people, when when you ask this question, why do you feel like you need to do it all on your own? Most people will answer it because I've asked this question several times. Most people answer it because I can do it better and faster myself.
2: It's faster. And that's, I remember you saying that before. It's faster for me to just do it than to teach you
1: how to do it. Here's my problem with that. I don't believe them. (laughs) I don't believe them. You know why I don't believe them? Since they do it all themselves, they have no idea. Mm -hmm. You have no idea if someone can do it better or faster than you. Mm -hmm. But I can promise you this. If you don't let other people do it, you'll always be the fastest and best in your own mind. You'll never get a chance to develop anybody. So when we listen to people like Kate, and she wasn't the only one. There were several people on here that said, I'm stubborn about asking for help. You are creating so many things for yourself. And they're probably not good.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: You're creating work for yourself.
2: More baggage.
1: What do you mean by that?
2: Well, work. Some extra stuff to carry around. Extra baggage. You're doing more work. You're taking on more projects. And like some
1: whatever. people some people feel that that's their identity. Mm-hmm. I always need to have more than I can do. Yep. Because that makes me feel important. Yes. That makes me feel needed. I'm stubborn about asking for help because it makes me needed. Ross, Carla, Carla Fitch said the same thing. Go ahead.
2: Ross Tanner on Facebook Live says, I do it better. Ross.
1: <laughs> you know why Ross Tanner says that? Because Ross is boss. <laughs> Ross is boss. I kind of agree with Ross on that. It was Ross is boss. He does do a lot of things better. I've known Ross for a while. So Jeff Kinsey, when someone tells me I'm wrong, I know I'm right. Just makes me stubborn.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: But are we taking time to listen? Exactly do we hear out
2: the other side yeah
1: do we just think we're right
2: yes we assume yeah we assume we are
1: i like the rest of his comment although here lately the wife has proven me wrong on several occasions and that just makes me mad lol
2: because then you're just kind of like sulking and you're like whatever yeah (laughs) instead of saying all right i'm sorry yes you're right you're just like
1: "Eh." mike bamberg he said change no one likes change unless they're the ones introducing it we talked a lot about that earlier Mm -hmm. will Wright, who's been a regular on the show here He says, goals, sometimes it's a good thing, sometimes not. He loves the quote, be stubborn about your goals and flexible about your methods. That kind of
2: reminds me of that, the quote that we had just talked about earlier. If you focus on the results, you'll never change. But if you focus on change, you will get the
1: results. Mm -hmm. Chris Lazuri, who has been on a show before, he brings up a good point. Paying someone to do something I think I can do myself than never getting the time to actually do it myself. Um. So there's a there's that there's that leap that you have to make. Going back to our, our earlier comment is, if we aren't ask, or excuse me, if we are asking for help and we get help, but if we don't give it enough opportunity to set in, we're going to take it back.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, Ryan Eltringham, finishing a job, I cannot stop and leave a job unfinished, even if someone tells me to just come back to it later. I am I am right on with Ryan on this one. I I. Here's an example. I go out to water flowers last night. It's like, oh, look, there's a little bit of wire grass in the flower bed. I think I'm just going to reach down and grab that. Like 20 minutes later, I'm de-weeding the entire flower. It's like (laughs) I I didn't need to be there. Mm -hmm. It's like that. I think it's compulsory. I think there's this little addiction that uh, kicks in. Yetta says giving up on people. Wow. I didn't realize that that could be uh, an inflexible, stubborn issue.
2: It's hard to, especially if it's someone that maybe you've grown apart from and just kind of like being okay with the fact that your relationship is not like it used to be. Like your friendship is not like it used to be. And that's okay. People, we grow up, we move on. Some people have kids. Some people don't, you know.
1: Yeah. And that's, to me, that's not giving up on people. But I bet if your mindset is that is giving up on someone, Mm -hmm. that makes you dig in. Mm Mm-hmm. Mark Benchstock, watching from Portugal on Facebook Live. <laughs> we are international, folks. Yes. Mark has taken us international. I love it. Tina, Tina says, uh, Tina Graziato from Pittsburgh, she has a really enlightening comment. When I think I know a better way and no one else agrees. Man, how many times have you been in a situation where you feel like you've got a great idea and you're by yourself? Like you're just all just peer pressure alone Mm -hmm. sometimes makes us give in. But what Tina's saying is that makes her stubborn. I I bet that forces her to even be more dogmatic Mm -hmm. about it. I've been that way.
2: Like you, you want to stand up and be like, guys, just listen to my idea for a second.
1: Like, please let me explain. Well, when, when you when you don't when you feel like you don't have any alliances, mm-hmm. it can be really lonely out there. Yeah. And I think most and, and I think Tina might be the exception to the rule From my personal observations. I think most people give in whenever they're by themselves. But what she is saying is that creates her to be even more inflexible. And to stand by her ideas. And I would I would dare to say most of the great things happened in, in this world because uh, of being like Tina, where you say, nope, if everyone saw it this way already, we'd probably already be doing it. Mm-hmm. It's not that obvious. This is special. So today we're talking about things that you need to be more flexible about. We want to hear from you. You can join the show today, 804-454-1366 we want to understand you stubborn people a little bit better so give us a call and share with that with us you can also check out the show at greatpeopleshow.com we are everywhere we broadcast on itunes and youtube we're at 977 the answer in richmond we are everywhere so when we get back we're going to be taking some callers and talking more about this topic of being flexible You're listening to The Great People Show.
4: Caitlin and Brad had always seen their parents as boring adults until their family stayed at the Omni Homestead. Once dad went full desperado during horseback riding and mom left them in the dust while hiking the Cascades Gorge, they learned to never underestimate an inner child. How might staying at Omni affect you? From hayrides to mountain biking, choose a different adventure every day with our adventure package. To learn more and book your next stay, visit OmniHomestead.com. The Omni Homestead Resort. Never stay the same.
0: Before the book, How to Win Friends and Influence People was the Dale Carnegie course. Now, after 104 years, over 8 million people experience Dale Carnegie courses. People like Warren Buffett and Ronald Reagan. The Dale Carnegie experience uses proven techniques to permanently unlock the potential of top talent, making individuals into inspiring leaders and groups into high-performing teams while reducing the financial and emotional costs of employee turnover. For more information, visit Richmond.com. That's Richmond.com.
4: Jacqueline and Nick thought they knew everything there was to know about each other. But after staying at the Omni Homestead, where they discovered Nick was a natural in a kayak and Jacqueline had a zest for zip lining, they realized every journey is a chance to discover something new. How might staying at Omni affect you? From unlimited golf to intimate dining and romantic spa retreats, visit the theomnihomestead.com to find the perfect package for your next getaway. The Omni Homestead Resort. Never stay the same. Oh, I want
1: like All right, we're back on The Great People Show. The Great People Show. your guide to greatness, and we have on the phone with us, Nicole. Nicole, welcome to the show.
5: Hi. Hi. Good morning. Good
1: morning. Nicole's calling to us. Are you calling from Blacksburg?
5: I am, yes.
1: Nicole, what areas do you need to be more flexible in life?
5: You know, I saw the question yesterday, and first of all, I appreciate you kind of putting out a thought every morning for people to think about. I think you you rarely get a chance in your schedule to just kind of sit back and think about a a question. Mm -hmm. And it actually sat with me most of the day. Wow. Um, I thought about it as the opinion of where I think I could be more flexible and where others probably think I could be more flexible. (laughs) Yes. Uh, The first one was kind of uh, as far as where I think I could be more flexible. I started to think about how I manage a large sales team and and a large uh, marketing team as well. And I find that I'm very flexible with my team members. Mm -hmm. I'm very flexible at work. And I do that to be, you know, further myself in my career, look very helpful, you Mm -hmm. know, certainly be um, agile as needed uh, so that, you know, my managers and, and my career path is never at stake for me being not flexible I'm getting, and i Nicole, thought, can i ask yeah. you a question about
1: that mm-hmm. um you you were mentioning to be seen as agile and, and flexible do you does your nature ever rub against that where you don't want to be as flexible with them but you just literally tell yourself you know i just need to relax i just need <laughs> to relax or or is it natural for you to be flexible at work
5: well, it kind of, this is where my, Nicole's deep thoughts come in. It kind of ended up at the end of the day with the reason I'm so flexible in certain areas over others, like work and sometimes with friends too much, or, or actually early friends, you mm-hmm. know, those new friends that you make that you're trying to cultivate relationships, is kind of at the core is being uh, a people pleaser. mm So you end up bending in in certain areas and being very flexible um, when it appeases either yourself or others.
1: Is that also to um, feel better about yourself, to avoid conflict? Just, you know, pleasing others makes me feel good about me?
5: Oh, sure. You know, it it feels good. You get compliments, uh, certainly, from it. You are seen as a team player. Mm -hmm. You're seen as someone who is an open door. All those fun, you know, know, (laughs) traits you hear that great managers and awesome friends are. You know, I Mm -hmm. can talk to her about anything, even if it's at 2 a.m. and it completely irritates and overruns her (laughs) life and schedule. (laughs) So, um, you know, to kind of go back and answer your question, it was interesting then when I thought about the areas I wasn't as flexible in. I'm very strict with my Brand new two Labrador puppies. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm told you know how to train them and be very rigid, and, and certainly uh, make sure that you're consistent. It's similar to how you're taught to to, to to work with kids as well, a little bit. You're supposed to be flexible but, but consistent. And um, I'm not as flexible with my family. You know, I've put up walls and boundaries, and and mainly because there's history there, and you get tired of being agile and get tired of being people-pleasing. Yeah. And most people don't people-please with their family or their pets.
1: No, we don't. <laughs> no, we don't. In fact, if, uh, my personal observations are that I take um, I take so much for granted at home. Like I don't mm-hmm. need to be a people-pleaser at home. I, I should be more there than anywhere, but mm-hmm. I'm not.
5: Yeah, it's um, – it's, I remember my father um, – you know, I would run into people that know my dad, and he's an attorney out in Denver. Mm. And they would say, your father is just the nicest man, and he's just (laughs) so sweet. And I'm like, who the heck are you talking about?
2: (laughs) Have you seen him in his natural habitat?
5: (laughs) (laughs) Wait till he comes home and says, dinner's not ready at 7, and, you know, we always eat at 7. Or I thought you're getting your homework done early tonight. And you start to see that, you know, Flexibility in your life—it um, needs to be consistent across all the channels mm-hmm. that you are involved in, and, and the reason is, is it's what keeps you kind of sane. Because otherwise, you feel a bit, you feel a bit fake. You feel like you've jaded certain areas of your life, and and uh, I think about the fact that why does my work and my um, friends that aren't really their early friends get the best of me? Yeah. Why doesn't then? my puppies and my kids and everyone else get the best of me so is there, a, is there a I fuel is tank for you
1: like is is for all of us really is there a fuel tank where all these folks during the work day eight to ten hours maybe longer got the best of you and now you're Absolutely. kind of like empty of the best of you <laughs> now here's I, the worst of me
5: that's exactly right i mean i have a good 12 hours of Agile, flexible, pleasant, Nicole. Um, about sixty hours total a week. Don't call me at five p.m. on a Friday. You're not going to get a great response. Mm, yeah, mm-hmm. and that makes right the weekends really hard when you're supposed to let go and you're spending that time decompressing from being something that you're really innately not.
1: You know, there's a, I I don't know if I would call this a psychological term or not, but we we use this in in some of the assessments that we use where you see the difference between your adapted and natural styles. And you can measure someone on how different they are, whether they're natural, which is, to to make the definition easy, uh, fairly stress-free. And your adapted style is when there's pressure and stress but it's interesting uh just to hear you talk it, if if that mold fits you nicole then it kind of says you're less stressed at work than you are when you get home and i and i think of the story about your dad like you're i'm going to make a lot of assumptions here but your dad was probably in a lot of control of his work day mm-hmm. he was probably pretty good at what he did but when he comes home he sees this daughter i don't know if he had siblings or not but he sees this daughter where he has such high expectations of Mm-hmm. You go into control mode. Mm-hmm. What about the homework? Where's that? Like that? That whole like this is way more important. Uh, maybe from an invert, this is kind of very inverted. But we we are we are more negative to the things that we care about the most because we're trying to control those things.
2: It's hard to turn it off. Like when you leave work, where you do have a lot of control, and then come home, where it's you're being a team player. You're yeah. being a team with your family, and you're not in control anymore.
5: Does that resonate, well, and, Nicole? And- it does, and I can tell you that, you know, you always try to do the opposite of your parents. Like for me, um, that comes out of me of how I was raised, but at the same time with my son, um, I let him have a voice, and he calls me on it. He's like, "Who are you?" I'm like right. <laughs> you know? um, But the, the interesting part is it also makes you as a child or as an employee or as a friend who sees those two types of person, um, you're now disingenuous to yeah. everyone. So yeah. you've actually achieved nothing doing it that way with everyone in your in your channels of who you work with. So I think the happy medium is saying, "Okay, is it possible to be too flexible? Yes. Mm-hmm. Is it possible to be too stubborn? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. What is the happy medium? Uh, without using the overused phrase of work-life balance, because yeah. that's not that's not what we're talking about. We're saying." Don't compromise yourself to be flexible or stubborn or vice versa you know just recognize where you should bend more mm-hmm. and where you should straighten up a little bit more and have a happy medium because then that's the most genuine way you can be
1: yeah do you um you mentioned you used this word earlier um, talking about being consistent uh, where it's, it's probably I think you used it in context of, of work where People want a leader that they see as being consistent. They can't mm-hmm. handle people that are on this emotional roller coaster. And in, in the context of what we're talking about here is, well, uh, I don't know if I'd go in there and ask Nicole or not. Uh, she's she, she seems to be uh, uh, pretty stubborn today. This she's, might be a bad day. I don't know. This might be a bad day. And I hear you saying that you, 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 you aren't like that because you want to be consistent, but Forcing ourselves into those channels sometimes can be a, a disservice to us if, if we're too fake about it, I think is the, probably the word that I'm looking for. Like, I, I want to be honest. I want to be natural. But at the same time, I need to be consistent for the people around me because that's what makes them feel more comfortable.
5: Right. I think early in my career, I was definitely the person that never had a bad day, never said anything that wasn't exactly PC or on point. Um. Yeah, I had a lot to prove um, being new in a technology sector and running a team. As I've gotten older and recognized what's important and what's not, I've said, you know, I have to care less, mm. showing you know too much into the crazy box that is Nicole's brain. <laughs> so I ha I, I can be a little guarded because I think it's important too that you know people are comfortable. Not everyone's comfortable hearing about all your woes and issues. Um, But, you know, I'll walk in. I walked in this morning a few minutes late and I said, I got to go, I got to go, I got to go. I'm a little harried. They're not used to seeing harried Nicole. (laughs) So I used to care about that. And I think that um, I had put up some imaginary rules for myself that didn't apply. And so I think as you naturally, as you get older, um, you get more flexible and you get more um, aware of it doesn't matter. It really doesn't. They're going to see who you are, whether you show them or not.
1: One of my one of my favorite sayings. I wish I could remember where I heard this from, so I could give credit. Is when you're in your teens and twenties, you're really worried about what people think about you. When you get into your thirties and forties, you stop worrying about what people think about you. And when you get to in your fifties and sixties, you realize they weren't thinking about you to begin with.
5: <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm at work today in yoga pants. There that you go. Tell you a bit. Yeah. So it's 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 um. I just turned forty last year, and I think every Card I got had a phrase or a quote from Hallmark that said something about you can go ahead and give up now. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. Surrender. And that's so encouraging. Surrender. It's surrender. And it's funny because there was a little bit of a mentality of. Um, so what did you think of dinner? You know, as a colleague might ask me, and I'll be like, ah, oh, it's really was quite terrible. <laughs> you know, it's, and it's said in a way that's not hurtful or harmful or snotty or nasty or catty. Yeah it's just a fact. Yeah. And so I've started using that phrase a lot more is, um, you know, my opinion is just my opinion. and um, But sometimes you can have opinions that are also facts mm-hmm. to you. And if you just say them as facts, it's not good or bad, it's just a fact. It's not personal then. It's not an attack on me or you. It It just is what it is. And that also allows you to be a bit more candid mm-hmm. and let people in so that you can essentially achieve being... You know, visible and flexible to them. And,
1: and, and to your point, um, especially on the one where it doesn't have to come across as, as catty or, or even rude, is that fact could probably benefit someone. We'll just use the example of the dinner. That fact could probably benefit someone to make their job a little bit better next time. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think a lot of times we 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 don't give that honest feedback because we're afraid it's going to hurt their feelings. But in many cases, that's if done the right way, that's going to propel them even further. Nicole, thank you so much for being on the show and sharing your thoughts Absolutely. with us uh, today. We really appreciate you joining us.
5: Well, enjoy. Great show. Enjoy. what, what do you, you. I don't even know what day it is and I'll stay in my yoga pants and enjoy my day. Let's do
1: it. Let's all put Thanks. on yoga pants. Thanks, Nicole.
5: <laughs> thank awesome. you. Have a good day.
1: So we're talking about today being flexible, less stubborn. We want to hear from you. Join the show at 804-454-1366. You're listening to The Great People Show.
4: Caitlin and Brad had always seen their parents as boring adults until their family stayed at the Omni Homestead. Once dad went full desperado during horseback riding and mom left them in the dust while hiking the Cascades Gorge, they learned to never underestimate an inner child. How might staying at Omni affect you? From hayrides to mountain biking, choose a different adventure every day with our adventure package. To learn more and book your next stay, visit theomnihomestead.com. The Omni Homestead Resort. Never stay the same.
0: Before the book *How to Win Friends and Influence People* was the Dale Carnegie Course. Now, after 104 years, over 8 million people experience Dale Carnegie courses. People like Warren Buffett and Ronald Reagan. The Dale Carnegie Experience uses proven techniques to permanently unlock the potential of top talent, making individuals into inspiring leaders and groups into high-performing teams, while reducing the financial and emotional costs of employee turnover. For more information, visit DaleCarnegieRichmond.com. That's Dale Carnegie richmond.com.
4: Jacqueline and Nick thought they knew everything there was to know about each other, but after staying at the Omni Homestead, where they discovered Nick was a natural in a kayak and Jacqueline had a zest for zip-lining, they realized every journey is a chance to discover something new. How might staying at Omni affect you? From unlimited golf to intimate dining and romantic spa retreats, visit the omnihomestead.com to find the perfect package for your next getaway. The Omni Homestead Resort. Never stay the same.
1: All right, we are back on The Great People Show, and today we're talking about where do we need to be more flexible, and on the line to talk to us about that is Matt from Chesterfield. Matt, what's up? Hey, how you doing? man? we're doing good. How are you today? Today is a good day. Today is a good day. We're all alive. So, Matt, you had commented on our um, research question <laughs> a couple days ago, actually had a couple comments, but the one that I wanted to talk to you about first was when uh, Chris Pack said, understanding that my kids are still kids and that they are not going to always listen for the first time or the second time or the third or the dot, dot, dot.
6: Absolutely. And you,
1: and, and and that really resonated with you. Why?
6: Um, <laughs> I have two very intelligent, strong-willed daughters. Oh, man. And, uh, they're like me and their mother, and um,
1: <laughs> so you got a they, big, strong-willed family there.
6: Yeah, they. Um, listening to things I want done seems to be a little difficult. Like put your stuff away.
3: Mm-hmm.
6: Yesterday is a perfect example, or mm-hmm. no Monday because my daughter comes home and it's time to go to the swim meet and swimsuits nowhere to be found Uh i said where you didn't put it away yes i did (laughs) i said then go find it i can't find it i said because you didn't put it away (laughs) and it's a lot of that and i mean it's putting things away or doing what you're asked right away and i have to uh, remind myself quite a bit that they're five and seven, so. They,
1: <laughs> and that's your flex. That's where you need to be more flexible.
6: Yeah, and, and I think it partly comes from the way I was raised with my dad. It, it, when you were told to do something,
3: you did, you it, didn't, did it. You didn't question it. <laughs> yeah.
6: I mean, you questioned it. There were significant consequences. that sometimes didn't feel very good.
1: And man I'm curious about this because I go through this exact same thing. Uh, how old are your girls now?
6: Five and seven. Okay,
1: my 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 boy is eight, and that's where I that's where I have most of my flexibility, stubbornness challenges because he he's stubborn. I'm being inflexible, and and I'm and I'm wondering if you've gone through this thought process. Is at some point in the parenting cycle was I too flexible? Did that lead to them being this way? Because I'm like you, man. I didn't I didn't second I didn't ask I didn't say things to my dad. Be like, no, I ain't going to do that. Right. There were consequences, and I'm just wondering if there's not enough consequences. Even though I feel like there are, I'm too I'm too stubborn about it. I mean, what do you think?
6: I I, I agree completely. My kids don't typically tell me no. I'm not going to do that. Then there's going to be some serious consequences. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I think that probably being too flexible led to all of it. Um, I mean, when my wife and I, when our daughters were born, I mean, it was kind of, we had the conversation, some fights just aren't worth fighting.
1: Yeah. Mm
6: -hmm. I mean, you're not going to win every battle, so pick the ones you want to fight and fight those. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, I think a lot of it comes down to being too flexible and they learn that they can push the limits and and try to determine what they are and aren't going to do. Yeah, but ultimately they're going to do what I want them to do. <laughs> yeah, some way or another. Right, you,
1: Matt. The other, um, the other comment that you had posted on Facebook when we asked the question, "What are you the most stubborn about?" You said, "Forgiving people who have wronged me." Yeah. So does I, that is that is that about forgiveness? So you're stubborn about forgiveness?
6: Yeah, to an extent. Um, it's happened a few times. People that I've been friends with for years will just all of a sudden stop talking to me. No explanation. Okay. And it really bothers me. And I mean, I take it very personal, but eventually you just have to let it go. And, I mean, another example is I went into a business venture with somebody who I thought was a friend, and it was a contractual agreement, and it ended up not working out, which... Ended up causing a great deal of financial strain on my family. Yeah. Um,
1: And that gets stuck in your crawl?
6: Yeah. Yeah. But then ultimately, I, I mean, through, I mean, it took, oh, two years for me to really get over it. Yeah. And, I mean... My wife pointed out several times, she said, all you're doing is giving that person all the power. It's true. Being angry, they have all the power. So I finally gave up the anger, and I was like, well, there's no point. I don't want them to have any power. I'm not very happy with them. Yeah. And then I said, well, karma. Well, that'll karma will come back around. And sure enough, karma came back around and bit somebody. Mm -hmm. So
1: in that situation, Matt, um you were able to um kind of release yourself from this by saying, I don't want I don't want them to have the power anymore. And, right. and I would say that during that first two year period, I think it was two years, where you were really holding on to this, you were trying to have the power. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um so it, it was the complete opposite. Like, you, in order to try to have the power, you were giving them the power, right? Mm-hmm. And that's, and I think that's where this whole stubbornness thing come, comes from: is, is people want to have the power,
6: absolutely,
1: and over everything and everyone at that moment.
6: And ultimately, there's no point because you're not going to have
1: it. No, there's not.
6: I mean, you're going to. It's a lot easier to just let it go. And it takes a lot more effort and energy to stay angry and want to maintain that power over yeah. somebody, and ultimately just doesn't do good things for your life. I mean,
1: and pride is it gets in the way of letting us do that.
6: Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I got a lot of pride. Yeah,
1: well, that's why we that we, when you when you made the comment, it's a lot easier just to let go, and and it's but it's it's never easy to let go. No, uh-huh. because because. We feel like we still have a say in this. Yeah. When our say in this should have been to let it go months ago, years ago, or what, what, whatever it is.
3: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Matt, thank you so much for joining the show. We really appreciate you being on the call today.
6: Yeah, thanks for having me.
1: Take care, buddy. Bye. All right. Bye. So, um, you know, we're, we're really we're really going deep with this. I didn't realize this would be such a, a huge issue. A um, topic. Uh, Nicole had said earlier, our, our previous caller... Um, that she finds herself to be more flexible as she gets older. Mm -hmm. And um, Beverly Whistler uh, on our Facebook page said, as I get older, I find myself less flexible, as in going with the flow less than I used to. At times, I'm being more assertive, which with my personality, not always bad, but seems I don't adjust as quickly to change. And I I think that's more common. Mm -hmm. Um, Because
2: you've been doing it so long, and it's just like, going right back to that yeah. what we were talking about earlier is that you've you've been doing it for so long and you know it's right.
1: Yeah. I think I think it's a, I think it's a couple things. I think a, as we get older, it's 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 what else Nicole said. Um I don't care as much what you think.
2: Yep. <laughs> you, yep. You don't
1: have to be mean about it. But I think a lot of times we try to control things because we do think we do care what people think. We mm-hmm. do we do get stubborn because we care how it should turn out and how we should, how she would, how we would think, how others would think. I'm just totally tongue tied right now. <laughs> Too many things going on. Um, a- another comment that we heard that I was very, um, um, I laughed at, but it was very, I think, common. Bernard Robinson, I'm a control freak when it comes to scheduling, being early or on time, hitting deadlines, even bedtimes for the kids, makes for much unnecessary stress when life happens and things change. More flexibility and schedule is a struggle. I'll have it worked out by April 24th at 3.54 p.m. 2019 sharp. That's what was so funny. right? Um, and Angie Wright says me time. She's very inflexible when it comes to me time. I'm the type of person who gives and enjoys in helping others. But sometimes I forget that I need downtime. Enjoy mm-hmm. life more and more. And, I, and I, I resonate with all of this, that we are, we are wired for survival. Mm-hmm. We are wired for protecting ourselves and the people that we care the most about. I strongly feel that we choke the life out of our relationships, out of our job, out of our friends, out of our, our hobbies, because we feel it needs to be a certain way. We get so stubborn about things, and it's so hard, as we've heard from a couple people in today's show, when I know I'm right. Mm -hmm. I know it's supposed to be this way, but nobody wants to give. That the best thing we can do in those situations is ask ourselves, how do I get them to see and feel what I see and feel? I think we get too much into protectionism mode we get too much into control mode we get too much into stubborn mode and as might as, as Matt said earlier fighting for what we believe is right mm-hmm. well if you get to the point where you're Convinced that you have to fight for something, it's probably too late
3: mm-hmm.
1: in, in, in this context. And I'm certainly not saying we shouldn't fight for what's right. It's just in the context of working with other people,
3: mm-hmm.
1: being stubborn, being flexible, that we have to get our point of view into their point of view. And this is probably one of the most difficult things we have to do as humans is influence other human beings. Now, that doesn't mean you use manipulation, you do things unethical. This means you have to sit down and have a conversation with someone and really figure out why do you feel the way that you feel. And this does not apply to eight-year-olds. Okay.
2: You can't try it on the kids. I've
1: tried this approach with eight-year-olds. It's worthless. (laughs) (laughs) When the only question you ask, you always get an answer of, huh. Leave me alone.
2: (laughs) Oh, I bet that went well. That is hilarious. If those are
1: the only answers you're getting from a 28 and a 38-year-old, then you probably have a much bigger problem on your hand.
2: Yes. At that point, I agree.
1: So where do you need to be more flexible? I'd say where most people need to be more flexible and to be less stubborn is in your relationships, period.
3: Mm -hmm.
1: That... Other people have a point of view that you need to hear, that you need to see, that you need to listen to, that the best thing you can do in these situations is just stop, stop yourself, stop your stubborn self, stop your bad self mm-hmm. and say, I'm sorry, I don't think I'm looking at this from all perspectives. What do you think?
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Help me understand you A little better. Help me understand this situation a little better. If anything, it might just cool off the situation.
2: Mm -hmm. Tell me where you're coming from. Just
1: tell me where you're coming from. I am all ears. Help me understand this a little bit better. Because this might be our closed mindedness, might be the biggest thing, the the, the most important thing holding us back from greatness. You can always hear the show at greatpeopleshow.com. We're on iTunes, Google Play, Spreaker, YouTube. We're probably places I don't even know of. (laughs) Every week we broadcast to you from 97.7 The Answer here in Richmond. We want to thank you for being on today's show. Thank you for being a listener. Check us out on all the social media platforms because we are your guide to greatness. You have been listening to The Great People Show. Whoever you are, wherever you are in life, just know that you are on your way to greatness.